Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Back. Jim's, Jim's currently looking for his headphones. Have you found them? I did find them. Oh, were they in the fridge, like in the crisper, like I said? No. Oh. Were they in the tub? Yes. Really? Does that sound? Does it sound better? Uh, you do. You do now, because before you sound like you're in a hallway. Ah. Okay. Yes, you sound fantastic. Well, thank you. Man. <sighs> okay. So, how's it going, big guy? I'm good. Are you a little winded, running up and down those oh, stairs. I was doing uh, wind sprints. So it's... Nice, Whew. nice. Well, you know, it's uh, it's spring yeah. training. You got to get ready for the season. You know, when you did the presidential fitness test, did you do? You had to do the the shuttle run. Shuttle run, sit ups, push ups. Um, do we do pull ups in that too? I don't remember. Yeah, and or the flex arm hang. Right. Uh, how many how many sit ups did you do? Like real sit ups, not the fake ones that you told all your friends about. I don't think we had to do sit-ups in it. Do we do? I know we did push-ups. Did we not do sit-ups? Push-ups I think we for did sure. Push-ups, sit and reach, the mile run. Oh, the mile run. Shuttle run. Yeah. I don't know what else. Do they still? I wasn't do, very pres- Do they still do the presidential fitness test? Uh. I should know because I actually have a child in elementary school. I but, think they do, but with our current administration, it's a whole different list yeah, of things. Yeah, I, I wonder. If, <laughs> I wonder what's involved. How fast can you tweet? Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Yep. Uh, Alzheimer's one hundred and one. Racism uh, two hundred and two. Racism. Well, yeah, that's definitely that's going to be more of a. Yeah, that's going to be in the three hundreds, I think. But, um, <laughs> wow. Oh, did you like my my? Uh, <laughs> My message I sent to you and the boys today. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, this isn't a political show, Jim. <laughs> Sorry. But it's a comedy show, and right now, it's kind of the same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, don't you, I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt. And uh-huh. don't you hate when, like, what the one string goes all the way up, and so, like, one's hanging down to your, like, your knee? And uh, I just I hate that. Yeah. And then My you pull on it, and then it tightens good. on you, and then it's mm-hmm. like a weak person strangling you. I don't like it. Yep, yep. Okay, I'm okay now. I have, I have underwear that does the same stuff. Really? Oh, I bought you those. No, no, you didn't. Not those ones? Which ones did I buy you? Oh, the edible ones. Yeah. How were they? Delicious. <laughs> what? What's happening? <laughs> 
this is why this is why we have to do these shows earlier I in the evening. Here, <laughs> I came here for a straight show. No, you didn't. Straight comedy show, and I don't know what you're trying to. I don't know what you're trying to pull. You didn't. You knew what you were getting into when you decided to be friends with me all those years ago. Unfortunately, I didn't. No, that's prob- that's no probably true. <laughs> I wonder what. I think you've discussed your first thoughts of me. I wonder what was like a week in. What'd you think? Oh, I don't even want to get into that because I'm starting to remember situations and stories, and I don't know if we should. <laughs> let's not even get into this. You hated me, didn't you? No, I loved you. I love you too. But we just do the show. Yeah, let's do the show. What are we going to talk about? Uh, we were talking about because this fucking winter will never end. Uh, we're going to talk about winter movies, Jim. Yeah. And I just used our one Effenheimer, so I can't use that anymore. Wow, you really threw that one away, didn't you? There yeah. was nothing behind that. There's nothing. There was just, just, there was pure hatred behind that Effenheimer, wasn't there? God. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's been a long one, man. Like, I mean, we have winters like crazy in Minnesota, but this is a really crappy winter. <laughs> so. Yeah, it sounds like it. it. Sounds like everybody's been getting hit pretty bad. Ours isn't um, really that awful. Have you been getting a lot of rain? Because it seems like when I, I see the weather patterns, it shows all the big, you know, blue spots over Minnesota, which means snow. It has like the green stuff over Ohio, um, or oh. other parts of Ohio maybe getting rain. Uh, yeah, it's been. I mean, it's been okay. It hasn't been anything like super awful or anything. Um, well, we good. don't have any snow on the ground right now. Okay. So, well, good. yeah, it's fine. Good, good. Well, because uh, because of that, we decided, let's do some winter movies. And um, I think this could be fun. I actually had more on my list than I thought. Let me ask you a question. Are any of your winter movies also Christmas movies? Here's the thing. No, they are not. Good. good. I, I had one that was, uh, it, it almost made my five, five. It was a coin flip. And the other one won. But I was I really didn't want to put it on there because I was trying to not put any Christmas movies on this list. So I'm kind of glad Good. I didn't do it. Because I, I, it's, I do believe it's two separate categories. I think there, in, in the Venn diagram of these movies, I think there are some overlap. Right. But we've done Christmas movies extensively, so right. I'm glad that neither one of us chosen. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I don't know what, uh, where, you know, where you grew up here in, in Illinois, like, there is a difference between like Christmas time and then like January, February winter. There's two different yeah, types because, of winter. Yeah, so absolutely because like good winter is leading up to Christmas, right. and then miserable winter is anything until spring. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so, uh, well, before or like we... yeah, like December, you're like, oh, I hope we get a white Christmas, yeah. and then January, you're like, f everything. Right. I could. I'm I hate s- everyone. Oh, I'm so mad. I could punch a baby. Yeah, like you're that angry, and um, I wouldn't do that, by the way. Don't. Well, not no, my no. baby. I know, no, not your baby. Your baby could kick my ass. I think he is getting into a, being a brick shit house. He's a big boy he's, now. He's a bruiser. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. He is. I have to send him he, some new clothes. He, <laughs> he eats some food. He packs it in. Really good for him. Good for him. What's his favorite right now, food wise? Oh, um, cottage cheese. Oh, that's a good one. And broccoli. Well, that cottage cheese that'll put the that'll put the pounds on the thighs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we go low fat. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta watch, gotta watch his figure. Yeah. You know, for, you know, forever second on those lips, forever on the hips. You know, that's right. That's right. Broccoli, you mentioned. You know, that was one of Fletcher's favorites, and still to this day, one of his favorites. He loves broccoli. 
Nice. Yeah, a lot of kids don't, but uh, he does. But uh, yeah. Anyway, what else is going on, man? House hunting going well? We are. Yeah, we're we're we found one, bought one, signed in some paperwork. Be like a month, hopefully. Nice, nice. Well, good luck with all that, because that's uh, it's stressful. It's a lot, man. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks so bad. It sucks. It does. It, it, you wish it could be night. Like that's like should be so exciting in a couple's relationship, <laughs> and it's like. At first it is, but then when you start going through the process, you're like, oh, my God, this sucks. I just want to get yeah. in the house. That's all I want. What just sucks get in the so house. bad is, like, we're, like, ready, and then it'll be days, and we won't hear from anybody. Oh. And then the mortgage company will be like, hey, we need these 18 documents tomorrow. Thanks. We're like, what have you guys been – you've been sitting here doing nothing for right. a week. What have you guys been doing? Right. Why do you need this? So I can't even I – can't, I can't possibly get you that by tomorrow. Mm. So – that's, That's awesome. the frustrating um, There's yeah. that. There's that. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, everybody's like, it's so stressful. And it is stressful. It sucks. It really mm-hmm. does. But when we moved here, it was, like, ten times more stressful than this situation. Yeah, I so, remember some of your stories. You're on the road to Cleveland stories. <laughs> it was so bad. And then when we got to Cleveland, it was bad. And, like, everything just went wrong for three weeks. So, yeah. Um, even as stressful as this is going to be, it's nowhere near what it was moving here. So it's cool. It's We're cool. moving like 10 minutes down the road. Yeah. We're not moving four days across the country. It's a good thing, man. It's it's a good thing. You're getting a Hey. House. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you want to come here and help me move? Hey, um, let's see. Oh, boy. You know, I got this thing with the guy in the place. I and... didn't tell you when. Yeah. Um, October? <laughs> Am I wrong on that? Next month, you said next month. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm busy all month, man. I got, I got this. I gotta wash my hair. Jim, I'm your best friend. Now, we've talked about this before. A friend helps you move, but a best friend helps you move a body. So, I... what a coincidence! Because I've got this body before we leave this house. Is it in a box already? I don't want to be packing I can't anything. Say any more okay. until you get here. Got it. Um, I'm on my way. No questions asked. See, that Can was easy. Our- What's that? What? Can we do our movie list now? Yes, please, God. I think we've incriminated ourselves. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get into it. My week was fine, Jim. Thanks for asking. Hey, how uh, are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> fine. It, let's just move on. Uh, top five winter movies, Jim. Are you excited? Fargo. Oh, wait, did I go to. This, this, this conversation's over. <laughs> End of show. Well, thanks, everybody. It's been a fun couple of years, but this is bullshit. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Yeah, can I? If it's Fargo, I'm just... Go ahead. It's your turn. No, but you're number five, Jim. You hate that movie? I don't hate that movie. You had hate in your voice when you said that. I dislike certain things about that movie. It's like this. I don't hate hockey, Jim. I hate things that people do that... I don't makes me not like hockey. And same with Fargo. There's parts of what you know what? Just forget it. <laughs> Just forget it. So my so my number five is Fargo. Right. <laughs> and it's a great movie, Jim. Yeah, I know that. It's a great story. Uh nineteen ninety six. Mm-hmm. The Cohen brothers. Heard of them. Francis McDermott, William H. Macy, Buscemi. Uh, premiered at the 96 Cannes Film Festival. 
Joel Cohen won Best Director for it. It got seven Academy Award nominations, including Best Picture. And Frances McDermott won Best Actress. And the Coens won Best Original Screenplay. And it's a great movie. It is. <laughs> it is a great movie. And considering it was an original screenplay, there's very few of those floating around that are good. Right. And this is fantastic. Um, so for anybody who hasn't seen it, a quick synopsis. It's in the winter of 1987. And uh, a guy named uh, Jerry Lundegaard, who's a sales manager for a car dealership. You gotta say it with the Minnesota. You gotta say it like we say it, Jim. <laughs> it's Jerry Lindergaard. To... There you go. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Continue. Uh, <laughs> he's desperate for money. He floats a three hundred and twenty thousand dollar loan um, for a car that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and then um, he like. Has this? He has these small-time con artists kidnap his wife, and then extort her for ransom from his father-in-law, and everything just goes bad and falls apart. But it's it's just this very dark comedy mm-hmm. that's awesome. It is awesome. The story's really cool. And it is. It's a great story. Yeah, and um, the the kind of world it created after with the Fargo television series. Which is not as much of a comedy as the movie is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and to, to capitalize on that, because FX has a series that started in 2014, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's not. It's a little bit of a dark comedy, but it's not really. It's more of a drama. Right. And it's it's an anthology series, but they're sort of tied together. Right. Um, I think the second one was I can't remember the order. One of them was a prequel to the other ones, but they're they're really good. Um, but there was also, in 1997, there was a pilot uh, filmed for uh, a TV series. Oh, there was? I didn't realize that. There, there was, and it was set in Brainerd yep. shortly after the events of the film, and it starred Edie Falco and um, directed by Kathy Bates. Really? Yeah, and it had no involvement of the Coen brothers. Hmm. And um, it aired in 2003 on the Trio Network, which isn't a network anymore. And they had a series called Brilliant but Cancelled, hmm. and uh, they aired the show, and that was it. That was never it. got, never anything past that. And then, you know, in 2014, FX did the amazing job that they're doing. Imagine if uh, that show got picked up, Edie Falco. Maybe she wouldn't have been on The Sopranos. Yeah, that's right, because that wasn't too far before The Sopranos. Sopranos, what, 98, 99 or something? 99, I think it started. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, cool, man. It's a great movie. I, I you know. The one thing that doesn't bother me because there are people in Minnesota and in North Dakota that do talk like they the way they talk in the movie. Okay, like I get when that. you said Jerry's last name, Lindergard. Yeah, what's wrong yeah, with that? Yeah, I'm saying nothing, it correctly. That's just it's just <laughs> there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It yeah. just supports what you're saying. Yes, there are. Yes, and so. Um, no, what would bother me is like when we, when I moved to Tulsa and I say, well, I'm from Minnesota, like, Oh, do you like Fargo? Do you you like that movie? (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) You know, it just gets old. It just gets old. That's all. You play hockey? No. All right. (laughs) So I'm sorry. It's, you didn't say that. That's why we're still friends. Yeah. Yeah. Lindegard. Um Anyway, no, no, it's a great movie, and I love the show. I have yet to see the second season. 
The one with Ted Danson. I did not watch that one. I've only watched yeah. the one that takes place after, which is in like takes place in like the nineties, <clears throat> which we've talked about on the show before with Colin oh, Hanks, yeah. who's in that one. That's yes. a good one. Um, good pick, Jim. Anything else on it? Nope. No. All right then. Well, that was fun. I'm uh, Jerry Lindegard. You got the car? You bet. Brand new burnt umbers here. You want your own wife kidnapped? Her dad, he's real well off. So why don't you just ask him for the money? Ah! See, these are personal matters. Personal matters? Wait, it's Jerry. I don't know what to do. It's my wife. We gotta talk. It's something hard, geez. It's terrible. Oh, I got the state looking for a Sierra with a tag starting DLR. I'm not sure that I agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lou. I think that vehicle there probably had dealer plates. Jeez. DLR? No, they said no cops. Here's the second one. So we got a trooper pull someone over. This a new car then, sir? Oh, it certainly is, officer. Still got that smell. There's a high-speed pursuit. We got a shooting. And then this execution-type deal. A million dollars a lot of damn money. They got my daughter. Hi, Jahan. Brought you some lunch, Margie. What are those, night crawlers? Oh, yeah, looks pretty good. How's Jean? Who's Jean? My wife. <laughs> well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. You were having sex with a little fella then. Yeah. Lundegaard. Mind if I sit down? Trying quite a load here. Where's Jerry? Got your damn money. Now, where's my daughter? Jeez. Blood has been shit. We don't want the entire 80,000. I answered the darn thing. I'm cooperating here. You have no call to get snippy with me. I'm just doing my job here. <gasps> what do you fellas got yourself mixed up in? Police! <laughs> so, is there anything else you can tell me about him? He wasn't circumcised. Oh, yeah? All right, my number five, Jim. Now, this, uh, I did a coin flip, okay? So the one that lost out of my coin flip, which was, I'm kind of glad it did because I wanted to not put Christmas movies on here, but it was Die Hard 2, which is a Christmas movie, and it takes place in a Snowden airport. Everyone knows that, okay. But, so that's not on here. But my number five is also one that you might be like, really? And it's Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, for the opening? For basically the opening, but it's a very like dreary movie. It's a good movie. It's a winter movie. I mean, it could be winter. You know, there's a lot of swamp stuff, I guess, in that lit movie. But it's basically because of the opening. I just love it. I just love that. So I went with Empire Strikes Back. Wait. Were they were they on Hoth? Hoth, the ice planet yeah. Hoth. Yes, and uh, so it technically wasn't winter. It's just always winter on Hoth. Yeah, well, you're talking to someone who lives in Minnesota. You basically just live on Hoth, right? <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> um, no, basically because of the opening. But I, it, I, it's a good movie, and it, I think it's just because the overall movie is like a it's a a darker like. There's not no happy ending, you know, that kind of stuff. It makes it more winter-like for me, but definitely love this movie. You know, when we talked about our sequels, it was way up there. It's one of the greatest movies of all time, you know, if a lot of people say. So this would be higher up if this was a different category. (laughs) But, uh, no, I love it. Um, I kind of think that opening is almost some of the best parts of the movie is in that on the ice planet. And, uh, yeah, and we've talked about it before, but... 
I love I love this movie. You know, it's funny. This movie came out, and people were like, critics. I get it came out in 1980. I don't have to explain Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back, no. right? Okay, it no. came out. <laughs> it came out in 1980, and um, it was like panned by critics and stuff because basically it came out and it was just a middle movie. You know, people didn't know like. You know, and it just it kind of parallels like what's going on now. People are like pissing all over the new Star Wars movies. And it's like, well, you haven't seen how it all ends yet. And I wonder. I it, I'm not going to compare this last sec, this the last movie, the Last Jedi, or whatever, to the this one is much. But I'm like, I wonder if people will like it more later once this whole thing is complete. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I hard wonder. to tell. I wonder. Um. But it's a great movie. I have, it's my favorite Star Wars movie out of, out of all of them. And uh, wow, yeah, there's some there's a bold statement for you, huh? Yeah, all right. Um, it has one of the most misquoted lines ever. Now we might have talked about this before, but everyone says uh, that Darth Vader at the end says, "Luke, I'm your father," mm-hmm. um, which is not correct. Um, it's actually he says, "No, I am your father." That's what he says in the movie, and people get it wrong all the time. So, did would do you, do you hmm. say it wrong too, Jim? I don't really ever say it. You don't have a friend named Luke. Honest, so, I don't. I don't. That doesn't help. Does not help. Um, no, I mean I don't know what else to say about the movie because we talked about a bunch. It's the introdu- introduction to Yoda, which was fantastic. Everyone loves Yoda. Um, Jim Henson was, they wanted Jim Henson to play, to do the Yoda stuff and he did, uh, wasn't available. So they had Frank Oz do it. And, um, and a little known fact, which is, I say it that way because, um, everyone's favorite, uh, TV mailman, Cliff Clavin is in this movie <laughs> and he, um, he plays, uh, one of the rebel pilots or something. I forget the name of his, uh. His name is Bren Durlin. I didn't know he had a name, but anyway, he's like one of his uh, in his early career is in this movie, and it was just a few years after this they started, or maybe just a year after this, I think they started Cheers. So, I think that's kind of cool. So, are you falling asleep? Yeah, I, I was. That was a big yawn. I didn't realize <laughs> that they did that before Cheers. Nineteen eighty, yeah, because I think Cheers, without looking it up quickly, was eighty one or eighty two. I think eighty two. Cheers started. So, Cheers is as old as us, Jim. I need to watch Cheers. I need to actually sit down and watch that series. You know, I started rewatching it a little bit. Um, I have a friend who just, like, loves that show. Like, absolutely loves that show. And I always liked it, too. But I started rewatching it in, like, some of the early episodes when they had that the old guy on Coach. The Coach. They called him Coach on the show. Um, that guy, like, before Woody came out. Yeah. Those are some of the, those are just hilarious episodes. So I recommend going back and watching it. I will. Okay, go ahead. I'll do it. Go. I mean, not right now. I mean, okay. Yeah, come back. Anyway, anyway, Star Trek Five. Star Trek. Did I say Star Trek Five? Star oh. Wars Five. Oh God! Now the nerds Star are really going to get after me. <laughs> Star Trek. Like a mortal sin. Star Trek. Fi- Star Trek Five. Free Willy. Got it. All right. Um, that- <laughs> I know. I know. I've just screwed up. And Star Trek Five is one of the worst Star Trek movies out there too, which is hilarious. One is Star Trek. It's the one William Shatner directed, and he, you know what? He's not a director. I'll just throw that out there. Um. 
<laughs> All right, Star Wars 5 at first takes back. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo rescued the princess, destroyed the Death Star, but their story didn't end there. Creators of the biggest smash hit of all time bring you the next episode in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. And introducing Lando Calrissian. It's an epic of romance. Of heroes and villains. They cross trackless voids to unknown worlds. Odyssey against oppression. A big new sprawling space adventure in the Star Wars saga, The Empire Strikes Back. All right, all right, Jim. Did you enjoy Star Trek V? Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I I stopped at Star Trek IV, The Electric Boogaloo. Oh, that's a good one, too, with Shabadoo. Um, yeah. All right. What's, what, what is your number four? Jesus uh, Christ. My number four is The Shining. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, 1980. Yes. Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Obviously, based on Stephen King's novel, um, it's well known that Stephen King did not like the adaptation. Right. It's not that he didn't like the movie; he didn't like the adaptation from his book. Wonder why? Does Is he that, say why? He doesn't like what he did with the characters. Okay. Uh, how he portrayed uh, Jack in the movie um, had to do with him. Uh, you know, he was an alcoholic, and I think it was something about like in the in the book he had more hope or something like that. I can't okay. really remember. Basically, he was never a good person in the movie at all. Okay. It's not like he lost his way. He was just always a, not really a great person. Oh. And there was always that like underlying like domestic abuse that they talked about, where you beat Danny and stuff. And, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, okay, so. It's about a family. Um, if you haven't seen The Shining or read the book, I mean, most people know the story. Yeah. Um, husband, wife, kid. Uh, they're like the winter caretakers of this beautiful hotel uh, based on a hotel that Stephen King stayed at. And uh, the father is an alcoholic and he kind of loses his way again. And they see ghosts in the hotel and he, the father goes crazy and tries to kill his family. And... Um, it's during the winter, set up during the winter. There's a whole scene 
it's more so in the book about the uh, like a hedge maze running around in the snow. Um, they have it in the movie, and it's where it's sort of the end of the movie. Mm. Um, but it's a bigger scene in the book. Okay. And uh, of course it is because Stephen King books are two thousand pages. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> and I'm trying to read some of his his latest ones he's come out with, and they are just garbage. Oh really? They're too bad. So terrible. There's he came out with uh, one called Elevation that was just trash. Hmm. And the, I read like two of them before that. They were just god awful too. I mean, just really terrible. That's sad terrible. to hear because I yeah I respect him so much as a writer as a as an author. But there, I mean, he does some really great work, but it, he was on a lot of drugs when he when right. he did his he's, he's clean now, isn't he? So he's clean now. Yeah, I don't think he remembers writing Cujo. God, that movie freaks I, me out. I think he was on so yeah. I think he was on so many drugs he doesn't remember writing that book. Wow. Uh, let's see. So the production took place almost exclusively at a studio uh, with a sets strongly based on the real location. So Kubrick. Um, had this small crew and it allowed him to do a bunch of takes and he worked them to like to death, like, like around the clock they were working. And, um, this was one of the first movies that used a steady cam. Oh, really? It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was brand new technology. And, um, there were three movies before it that was bound for glory, marathon man and Rocky were the three movies before it that used a steady cam. Cause there was one guy who invented it. And he was the only guy who did it. Hmm. So he was in demand for all of these. So you can remember in Rocky, like the, I think it was going up the, the library steps sure. in Philly was the steady cam shot. Um, let's see. So uh, do just reading a little bit about Stephen King. I'll skip some of that stuff because we kind of touched on already. He's a good Twitter so, follow, by the way, Stephen King. Oh, is, is he? Yes. Gets a little uh, political, but does it's he, funny. Does he follow us? Uh, um, I, last I checked, no, but I'll, maybe after today he will. Okay. So I was, I was reading stuff about, um, the takes cause it said he used to work his, his people to death. And there was, uh, a couple scenes, um, where it was like the bar scene with Jack Nicholson and it took him the entire day. I mean like 10 AM to 9 PM right. all day to shoot that scene. And Nicholson was getting frustrated with him and it, it got to the point that they were, there were so many script changes on set that they would, he'd be in his trailer and they'd hand him the new script and he'd just throw it away because he knew another one was coming and he didn't bother learning any of his lines until right before he shot because he didn't know what they were going to be. Wow. That's a yeah. bad, that's not a fun working environment for an actor. No. <laughs> they don't like that. <laughs> and uh, who was it? Was it Margot Kidder? Who was it? Who was it? it was no, Margot. it's the Shelley, Duvall. Shelley, Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Uh, Shelley Duvall was so stressed out on set that she was losing her hair. She was getting in fights with Kubrick all the time. She couldn't stand it either. It was like apparently a very volatile working environment for everybody. When we talked, I think we talked about this before. Um, didn't he? He would like he would say stuff to her to make her cry and stuff to show how to get her to have that scared crying look, right? I think so. I yeah, think you said that. I think we've talked about that before. Like, I mean, it's always those type of movies that end up. There's the ones that are just everyone talks about, and these are great movies, but it's always just freaking chaos on the set. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, and Jaws is this was one Jaws. of those too. Yeah. So <laughs> this movie is like so overanalyzed and studied too. Oh yeah. Well, everyone there's... thinks uh, the, he he confesses to the a, a fake moon landing in this movie. <laughs> there's like, but then there's this whole thing about like the mistreatment of Native Americans in this movie. 
like this undertone Wait, and then there really? was like yeah i was I reading about it there was there well there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense and then some people are saying like the scene where he's throwing the tennis ball against the wall mm-hmm. is like right above a buffalo so they're tying it into native american mistreatment and i'm just like hmm. i don't i'm Maybe, but no. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, you never know. He's, he's crazy. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, have you seen Dances with Wolves? Why don't you start there with mistreatment and then <laughs> move on there to Kubrick? Go. Oh, good pick, Jim. I did not put this on my list. I figured you would. I thought this actually might be higher because, um, just because I know how much you love uh, this movie. So, but uh, good pick, man. Well, thank you. Anything else? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970. I hired a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family for the next. Well can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> that's right. Mom, they really want to go and live in that hotel for the winter. Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. The only thing that can get a bit trying up here during the winter is uh, the tremendous sense of isolation. Is there something bad here? I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way. But you died. I killed you with Manny. You did this to me. Didn't you? I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Jim, my number four. Um, can I refill your eggnog, Jim? Uh, <laughs> drive out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. No, uh, my number. <laughs> my number four. Uh, all right, my number four uh, came out in the year two thousand. The year two thousand. Um, oh my god! Yeah, remember that. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Uh, anywho, um, it came out in 2000, and it's uh, it's an interesting movie, and it's called Snow Day. Oh, man, I just... Sorry, something else just popped into my head that I should have had on my list. Not this one? I'm really, <laughs> really, really mad. Not that one. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. Uh, you can play with your I'm list. We so don't know three years. Okay, all right. I'm so bad right now because it, it would have been – I would have taken Fargo off my list and put this one on. I wonder if it's one that I might bring it up in our honorable mentions. But anyway, uh, this one's Snow Day, and it's uh, – the story of Snow Day is uh, – it's a, a bunch of elementary kids um, in Syracuse, New York. They um, – there's a blizzard, and so they get a snow day, which – Everyone else, uh, lots of people up here in, in the north understand what that means. There's too much snow; if kids can't go to school, and just follows them around for the day. Um, w- w- a lot of the kids are just—they're trying to stop the snowplow driver in town, who's played by Chris Elliott, and he's hilarious. Um, so he can't clear the streets, so they can have additional snow days. And that's basically a lot of the that part of the movie. <laughs> and uh, then another kid. Um, 
uh, who's his name is Hal. He's played by Mark Weber. Uh, he's uh, he. There's a like a high school love story in it, and so he's trying to hang out with the high this high school uh, girl and the dad of these two of the of Hal and his little sister is pl- this guy named Tom, who's played by Chevy Ch- Chase, who's the TV meteorologist in the movie. Um, and he's really funny. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's just a, uh, I don't know. I like it. It's just like got, um, I, I get it because we, I, we, I grew up that way. We're like, Oh, it's a snow day. Everyone, all the kids go out and play. And then you see the snow plow go by and like, Oh man, we're going to have school tomorrow. Cause they're clearing the streets, you know, like you're yeah. kind of just pissed <laughs> off. Um, but it's fun. This movie, which is, is kind of interesting, uh, was going to be the adventures of Pete and Pete, the movie. That's what this movie started what? off as. Yes, and it's kind of funny because the guy who plays Hal, Mark Webber, kind of looks like one of the Peets, which is interesting. But um, in so the early in the early stages, this was going to be Pete, the Adventures of Pete and Pete, the movie, which is I thought was really cool. Um, uh, one one really funny thing of this movie this film this movie was filmed um, in it takes place in Syracuse, New York, but it was filmed in uh, parts some. Cedarburg, Wisconsin, and then mostly it was filmed in like, um, uh, what was it, Alberta? So, I think so, somewhere in Alberta, in Canada, and and uh, they're filming outside on one, in one of the locations, and a real bank heist took place near the filming location, and the oh. felons who, in a in a getaway car drove right past the this production assistant because it was right next to the set of where they're filming. And the, the production assistant alerted the police and everyone on set. And the felons were so surprised to see that they were driving through a film set <laughs> that they drove into a fake snowdrift that they had <laughs> and got stuck. <laughs> and the police uh, apprehended the the crooks. And um, yeah, so all the, all that happened it, it, while filming this movie, which I thought that is interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, God, wouldn't that be funny? Like suddenly driving, like oh shit. There's a movie being, oh, you know, what are we going to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, and so uh, it's just a fun movie. It's just, it's just kind of a, it's, it's, it's kind of a goofy, yeah, goofy movie, but um, it's a lot of fun. And Chris Elliott does the snow, snow plowman. He has a name in the credits, but he just called snow plowman and uh, snow plowman, snow plowman. Yeah. So, but uh, he's really funny in it, and uh, yeah, and Chevy Chase is great. And, and this scene actually, there's a, or there's a scene in this movie that he goes out of control on a sled down a hill, which is the second time he ever did this because, of course, the scene from Christmas Vacation that he does that. So, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen this movie? No. Oh yeah, it's good. It's good movie. We showed it to Fletch. Uh, I think it was on Netflix or something. We showed it to to Fletch the uh, a couple weeks back. I think maybe a little longer, but you know, it's pretty good. So, all right, that's all I got on it. Well, it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Was last night's record snowfall taking everyone by surprise? It seems the entire area has ground to a halt. Roads are blocked, businesses are shut down, and listen carefully, schools are officially closed for a snow day. Yes! Snow day, snow day, snow day! No school! No school! No school! On a day when anything can happen. Hi, Hal. Hey, look out! Everything will. Principal Weaver! Cat! Whoa! Mm. 
no. But there's one man who can ruin it all. Snowplow man. Each snowflake marks a snow day that I single-handedly plowed into oblivion. He's gotta be stopped today. Claire, I know you're watching. What is this? Uh, Frank, pan off him. I say try something new. Me. It's a snow day, Claire. Anything can happen. Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon Movies present <laughs> snow and lots of it, folks. I got your standard slush ball in this the jelly-filled snow nut. Kids, as unpredictable as the weather. No school. Hey, enjoying your day off? I know I sure am. <laughs> go. No rules. Ta-da! You made this for me? Why? It's your favorite animal, a whale. But I like zebras. Huh? No problem. You've stolen your last snow day from us. Well, now I'm scared. Chase. Chevy Chase. Chris Elliott. Snow Day. I'm going to ask my friends here to give me just a little push. I said a little one! Oh! All right, Jim. Did you change your list now? Because you... Uh, I did. You know what? I just pulled a huge audible. Okay, that's fine. So um, this is your number three, then. This is my number three. Okay. And it, it popped in my head when you said Snow Day. Okay. And I completely forgot about this movie. So I'm bumping my number three off, which I'm completely fine with. Okay. And I'm going without cold. And that's exactly the movie that I thought you were going to put on there. Was it really? <laughs> it, this was another one that was close to being on my list. It, it didn't make my list, but oh my I'm God, so, this movie. I can't believe I forgot this movie. <laughs> I, I used to watch movie. this all the time when I was in college. It's such a great movie. It it's, is. it's one of Zach Galifianakis' first movies, I think. It's yes. It's like pretty far up there. And he is <laughs> incredible. <laughs> In this movie. He's so good in it. So yeah. it's a 2001 comedy about snowboarding in Alaska. So, and then not a lot of people have seen this movie, I don't think. It has an 8% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Really that low? Because it's that really funny. <laughs> it is actually really funny. Yeah. Um, so it's about, it, it's such a cheesy movie too, because it's like the, kind of like a classic 80s plot line. Right. Um, it's a group of friends who are snowboarding instructors at a mountain in Alaska. Right. And then this guy comes in and tries to buy the mountain and they have to fight to get it back or to prevent him from buying the mountain. Basically. It's the same premise as the movie uh, ski patrol. Remember that movie? Yes. <laughs> Which is, didn't yes, make is. my list. It is an honorable mention of mine, <laughs> but it's the same thing. <laughs> These guys are coming in to buy the ski, the resort. <laughs> Or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And, and it has a ton of references to Casablanca in it, which is hilarious. Um, like direct line ripoffs. Uh, let's see. So it's directed by is it the 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 Malloys? It was yes. a it was a is that how you say it? it's not Malloys? It, no, it's the Malloys, and it's so the, they were. Uh, yeah. It was a, a directing team who co-directed a surfing documentary called Thicker Than Water with Jack Johnson, who also does a song on the soundtrack. Incredible. So Jack Johnson uh, could have been a pro surfer. That guy could do anything. Yeah, and he's good friends with Kelly Slater, who said that he could have been, you know, one of the best surfers, but he chose music instead. Nice. Uh, so let's see who else is in it. Um, Jason London is in it. Right. Lee Majors, Zach Galifianakis. Um, is it Kuckner? David Kuckner? Yep, David Kuckner. Um, 
Um, who else? Victoria Silverstead. Yeah, who's uh, uh, was she a Playboy model? What is she? she was a she was around that time of Baywatch and yeah. stuff like that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't think she was in Baywatch, but she's she might as well have been right. in Baywatch. But uh, uh, I, can't believe, I can't believe Lee Majors. I forgot about <laughs> Lee Majors in yeah. this movie. <laughs> What'd they pay him to be in this thing? <laughs> Um, the soundtrack is very like early two thousands. Eve six, some forty one, Jack Johnson, Lit, Jimmy World. Oh, I love Jimmy World. Back when I was in two thousand one, I loved Jimmy World. <laughs> so <Yes>. yeah, <laughs> Andrew WK. Uh, Andrew WK. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very that time period. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a really fun movie. Can I can I guess your favorite scene? Because it's got to be it's. It, it's my favorite scene. <laughs> is it the uh, the drug test? No, no, that was a good. Too. Well, they're all funny, but it's one of my, okay. One of my favorite scenes is when <laughs> Zach Galifianakis's character is drunk, passed out, and they start. They want to mess with him, so they all oh. load up in the car, which is parked, <laughs> and they put him in the driver's seat. And they two people on the outside start spinning the car on the snow, so it just starts going in a circle. <laughs> And then the people in the car just start screaming to wake him up. And he just wakes up. And he thinks he's he thinks he's driving out of control. And it's horrible. Like, cause God forbid, no one do this, you know. But like, oh my God, it's so funny. He thinks. Uh, oh, it's just I it got us. I cannot explain it well enough. There's no way. But oh my God, it's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. So, oh, that is so funny. Oh, good pick, Joe. I'm glad you put this on your list and called the Audible because I was I felt was feeling bad about leaving it off, you know. So well, I'm glad you reminded me <laughs> of this movie inadvertently. You're right. That's fantastic. Uh, anything else on it? No, no, I don't. <laughs> all right. You all know the rules of King of the Mountain. <laughs> the first one to the bottom with the most beer in your glass shall be proclaimed this year's King of the Mountain. Pushing, shoving. And cheating are encouraged. He is the greatest man I've ever known. In a place where the thrill is all that matters. Rick Rambis and his friends are the best of the best. They know what they want. I know that I'm in love with her. Have you told her this? No. You've got to. Carpe the diem. Seize the car. And they're always willing. He's passed out. We'll put him in Rick's car. Might give him a heart attack. To push things over the edge. One, two, three. Winter. I'm not gonna lose you again. So, still wanna hook up? You're gonna try a lot harder than that, Rick. So, I still wanna hook up. The competition is on. Wish me luck. Guys, this is gonna be it. Let's make it count. Out cold. He's passed out again. I'm gonna need 10 pounds of salt. Get his pants. Okay, all right, Jim. My number, my number three, and um, I love this movie. 
So I mean, that's why I put it on this list. But it is a movie that came out in 2010, and it's Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, the kid in that is one of my favorite actors, though. Clark Duke, Clark Duke. is amazing. Yeah, he is He's amazing. in Sex Drive, which we've talked about. Right, right. This movie shouldn't be good. And it, some people, it's no. not good. Um, but for some reason, my wife and I saw it, and we, we left the theater. <laughs> and we're like, I really like that movie. It's there's something about it I really like. And we bought it and we watch it every once in a while. And it's such a funny, funny movie. It's an incredibly stupid concept. And I'll tell you, basically it's these four friends or three friends. And, and Clark Duke plays the, um, what is he? The, ne- is he the nephew? He's the, his, his, uh, John Cusack's sister's kid. So yeah, his nephew. Yeah. Um, and they, one of their friends is, uh, who's played by uh, Rob Corddry is depressed, and so they're gonna they're they're gonna try to cheer him up, and they're gonna go skiing at this place they used to go when they were kids in the '80s. And they it's it's a rundown piece of crap now. Um, but for some reason, there's in their room outside of it, there's this hot tub that's like all magical, and they get in and they're partying, and somehow the time machine or the hot tub turns into a time machine and brings them back to the '80s. And it, that's and hilarity ensues. You know, so everyone sees them as their younger selves, but they're not. And it's just, it's just goofy. It's stupid, and it's hilarious. And I love this movie. <laughs> How, you've seen it, right? I've seen it one time. Okay, <laughs> give it another try. I, you know, I just would be curious to hear what your thoughts again are on it because it's hilarious and. This movie also has Chevy Chase in it, which is weird that two two movies, because um, there's only like a handful of movies people think of when you say, say Chevy Chase, and they're usually the vacation movies, and like not not these bit parts he plays in these movies, but um, he plays the he plays the repairman for the hot tub, and oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. and he keeps calling Clark Duke like he thinks Clark Duke's a woman. Like the character Clark, and he goes, "Well, he's like you pipe down, little lady," and like he's like, "I'm a man." Oh, okay, whatever. You know? um, but it's just it's it's just funny, and then they just kind of, um, I mean, it just you don't watch this movie to think that it's a good fun uh, time machine movie because <laughs> it's not that. It's just it's comedy, um, and they just play with a bunch of stuff. Uh, they get sent back, you know, towards the end, they get sent back and you'll see what kind of things have changed now that they're in present time, all the stuff they changed in the past. But it's funny. Rob Corddry, which, um, I like him a lot. He is really funny in this movie. And then, like I said, John Cusack is in it and Craig Robinson, um, which people probably remember from a lot of people probably remember him from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the office and, uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, John Cusack, they, he was given this script, and he immediately said yes once he just read the, the title. He didn't even read the script. Like hot tub time machine. He's like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like he, <laughs> it's, so funny. it's so funny. And you would think this is not. I mean, John Cusack's in a lot of good movies, and in the eighties he was in some goofy, fun movies. I mean, he's Sixteen Candles and stuff, but he played smaller roles. And then, of course, Say Anything in some of those. Um, but that was more of like a love story, but. Like it, so it's kind of weird to see him just like yeah I'll do this movie but he was really good in it and uh, I don't know this is funny and like you said Clark Duke is hilarious in this movie like that guy yeah, is good I don't know if guy. he if he's in any other thing lately but he was on a good run there for a while 
Yeah, and he had a <clears throat> he had like a web series. He was roommates with Michael Sarah. Okay. And they had um, oh, what was the name of it? Uh, it was like Clark and Clark and Michael do something. It was just a web series of the two of them living together, and it was hilarious. I can't remember what it was called. It's been a long time since I watched it. Nice. Um, yeah, also, uh, the, the guy, one of the antagonists in this movie is played by Sebastian Stan, or Stan. I think you say Stan. I don't know how to say it, actually. But um, he, because there's a lot of references in this movie to uh, uh, Red Dawn, because the the guys in the 80s, this, this the... the preppy guys who's played by Sebastian Stan and his friends, they think the other guys are Russian spies because they have, <laughs> they know all this knowledge because <laughs> they're for the future. And, uh, which is funny because Sebastian Stan went on a year later to play Bucky Barnes and the winter soldier in the captain America movies. And his character is a Russian spy, which I thought was kind of funny, <laughs> but which I didn't even re- recognize him in this movie. And I'm like, I read this, I'm like, oh yeah, that is him because he looks so different in the Captain America movies and the Marvel stuff. But um, that's just movies just so fun, man. It, it, it one thing I like about it too because it takes place around a ski lodge and stuff. And like one of the things, especially up here, and even now that we live have lived up here for a while, my wife has acclimated herself to being a Minnesotan. We, the idea of going to like a ski lodge and skiing all day and then partying it and like hanging out in a hot tub and stuff like that it's just so such a cool idea <laughs> and <laughs> it's so this is kind of like man if we, back in the day before kids and everything this would have been so much fun to do <laughs> you know like yeah so uh but yeah it's a good movie um you check it out again jim okay i will hot tub time machine too don't watch it piece of shit but <laughs> the other ones are good the other one's good these four friends started partying in 2010 and woke up in 1986. It must be some kind of hot tub time machine. Is there some kind of retro thing going on this weekend? Leg warmers. I'm sure there's a good explanation for all this. Jerry girl! I have a question. What color is Michael Jackson? Black? This March. Buena Fast 86! We were here! What if we run into ourselves? We're not gonna run into ourselves. We are ourselves. You look like kid and play. That's actually two people. They have one weekend in the 80s. I hate this decade! How am I supposed to get a job? To rewrite their future. You gotta do exactly what we did 20 years ago. Or like you step on a bug and the internet's never invented. Right. Oh, then you have to talk to girls with your mouth. Watch out here. I... With John Cusack. You're breaking up with me? Do you know what happens to you? You fat. Oh! Rob Corddry. Hey, oh, suckers! Oh, you're getting so lucky. I'm from the future. Craig Robinson. My wife, she cheated on me. I found an email. Hey, what's an email? It's not the point. Clark Duke. This didn't happen. We can't do this. Yes, we can't. We're gonna make like Hitler president or something. We can't do this. And Chevy Chase. Are you the mystical time travel guide guy? Don't you put your hands on me, young lady. Hot tub time machine. Let's get this party started. Mom? Who's the geek? He's your son. <laughs> Become a Hot Tub Time Machine fan on Facebook. All right, Jeff, what's your number two? Has your list totally changed now that you threw that Audible in? Or just, no, not just really. dropped out? Okay. No, okay. I'm sort of fine with exactly where I put it. I just want you to know I love the Audible. Uh, I think that was great. You. Good, compelling radio. All right, what Thank do you got? <laughs> I was okay with doing it because it's how I've done some of my lists before entirely. Yeah, I love how before we started tonight, uh, I say, what time do you want? You want to do this tonight or tomorrow? And you're like, oh, either one works. I actually have a list this time, <laughs> or you did your list, I should say. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, man. What do you got for your number two? This is going to be either your number two or your number one, but I went with Groundhog Day. Okay, this is my number one, yes. Okay, I figured as much. <laughs> um, we've talked about this movie so many times that I don't have that much more that I could possibly say on it. No. But uh, Bill Murray, 93, he plays a weatherman. He gets trapped in a time loop. Um, repeats the same day over and over. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's so quotable. Yeah, I love Bill Murray. Um, I just, I told, I don't know if I talked about this on the show or if it was just me talking to you about it in our normal personal conversations. But I just finished a book about the making of Caddyshack. Right. You, we talked about this last week or something. The book you're talking about, anyway. Did we talk about it a on little the show? bit? I, I remember. I think we talked about both because I was so interested in the book that you're reading. Okay. <laughs> so. Anyway, it, yeah. it just like backtracking to the start of Bill Murray and how he was. Yeah. And because he is, he was exactly how you think he'd be. He just didn't care. Right. <laughs> like he just never knew when he was going to show up to a shoot. If he was going to show up, he was just Bill Murray about everything. But like knowing a little bit more about him and watching him in other roles is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's my number one. Uh, you're saying like Bill Murray's just, the way he is, like even when Harold Ramis, who directed this, would tell him, would try to explain to him a scene in this movie, Bill Murray would just throw his hands up and go, "Just, just tell me, is it good Phil or bad Phil?" <laughs> like, <laughs> he, like he didn't want to know. He's like, "I'll figure it out," you know. Um, uh, I love this movie, man. I started watching it again the other night. I, I, Fletcher was watching it with me for a while, and he really got into it. He's like, "Wait, this guy, he's living the same day over and over again." I'm like, yeah. Like this is so cool, and he's like, "But that would be really. What if that really happened? <laughs> what would you do?" And I'm like, "Well, you end up knowing a lot of stuff about the same people you <laughs> see every day." But um, it's it's a great movie. Um, a lot of people have debated like how long he actually lived that day, and some people say it was like a uh, hundred some years. Some say ten thousand years. And there's no one person online did figure out like because he ends up playing piano perfectly at the end. Mm -hmm. So one person figured out like how long he would have had to train to be able to play piano that long. And I forget what it was, um, but it was many, many years. So it had to be, he's the, that person was like, it has to be this X amount. It has to be at least 30 some years or something like that. So, um, but yeah, this movie's so much, so much fun. Uh, it's the only, like, I don't know. It's just a great concept. It's just a really cool concept for a movie. And, um, we, like and you said it, we talked about this a lot. Um, um, another one, Chris Elliott is in this one, who who was in Snow Day. We're talking about, and he's really, uh, really funny. He's he's uh, he's us, Jim. He's the he's the uh, TV camera uh, photojournalist. That's what we got. Yes. That's what we used to be. Like, remember uh -huh. he talks about? He's like, I had to I had to film the swallows returning to Capistrano for six years. <laughs> he's talking about when he worked in San Diego. I'm like, oh my god, I remember stories like stupid stories like that. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot more to it than people think. Yeah, there is. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. Um, then, well, not really. It's point and shoot. Now it is. Now it is. Everyone's got. Everyone's it didn't used to be. No, it didn't used to be. Yeah. Actually, I had to go to school for this shit. Um, <laughs> you had to know things like the Kelvin temperature scale. Right. Right. Now you don't. Yes, I just know a guy named Kelvin. That's that's it now. <laughs> I... He had a tiger named Hobbs. <laughs> He's the only kid I knew who had his own tiger, though, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um. 
What else about this movie? I mean, not much. I found it interesting, actually, which I don't think we talked about before. This movie actually came out on February 12th, 1993. And it's like, you couldn't have pushed that up a couple weeks? Like, to get out before Groundhog Day? I thought that was kind of funny, but not yeah, that that right. matters. But, um, but yeah, this is it's just it's such a good movie. I, we watch, I watch it every year on Groundhog Day, or at least around that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And Andy McDowell plays Rita, the the love interest in the movie. Um, and she's adorable. She's adorbs, as the kids say. You say that too, totes. right? You say totes. totes. Yeah, totes. Totes adorbs. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's tons about this movie, of course. But uh, oh, such a good movie. Yes, good pick, Jim. I'm glad you had it on your list. I'm glad it was on your list. Well, there you go. It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog time. A thousand people freezing their butts off, waiting to worship a rat. Weatherman Phil Connors. <laughs> is spending the day in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Phil? Ned! Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Bing! But Phil's about to find out he's not just stuck in Puxatawney. Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? Chance of departure today, 100%. He's stuck... In Groundhog Day. I'm reliving the same day over. Bill? Ned Ryerson? Bang! Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again? At first, he was a little anxious. Bill? What? Will you be checking out today, Mr. Connors? I'd say the chance of departure is 80%. But now... We could do whatever we want. He's discovering the possibilities. Don't you worry about cholesterol? Why? And living life mm. like there's Phil? no tomorrow. Phil Connors! Ned! Because there isn't. I am an immortal. I have been stabbed, shot, burned, frozen, electrocuted. I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. He's out of his gourd. But to get what his heart wants most... What are you looking for, Phil? A date for the weekend? ...means living this day over again, <laughs> till he gets it right. Believe it or not, I studied 19th century French poetry. <laughs> what a waste of time. I studied 19th century French poetry. La fille qui j'aimera. You speak French. Oui. Bill Murray. Andy McDowell. To the Groundhog. I always drink to world peace. What should we drink to? I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. He might be okay. Yes! Life has a funny way of repeating itself. What did you do today? Oh, same old, same old. All right, my number two. Um, I don't think I don't think this one would be on your list. This is well, maybe it will. Who knows? But it is uh, a movie from what year was this from? Ninety, also ninety three, and it's Grumpy Old Men. Oh, okay. Um, obviously being from Minnesota, if people love this movie, but I think people love this movie all over because it's a hilarious movie. <laughs> So with Jack Lemmon and Walter Walter Matthau, which uh, this was like their sixth or eighth movie together, and of course they were um, they're one of the everyone kind of remembers them from um, 
the Odd Couple, the original Odd Couple movie, but oh, they were hilarious. And the movie just centers around uh, these two guys. They're both widowers, um, and they're retired. Uh, John Gustafson, played by Jack Lemmon. He's a former high school history teacher. And then his neighbor, Max Goldman, played by Walter Matthau, um, who used to be a TV repairman. Uh, they used to be childhood friends, but they became longtime rivals and next-door neighbors. And it takes place in Wabasha, Minnesota, which is a real place. Um, which, But most of this movie was not filmed in Wabasha. It actually was filmed outside of it, like in Red Wing, Minnesota, which some people might have heard that. But anyway, the movie was filmed in Minnesota. Um it's also got uh, it's also got uh, Anne Margaret in it and Burgess Meredith who plays <laughs> Jack Levin's father, um, who's Burgess Meredith is hilarious. A lot of people probably remember him as the original Penguin in the old Batman show, and then of course the uh, uh, Mick from the Rocky movies. Um, oh, I'm gonna okay. make you crap lightning and poop thunder or whatever he used to say. Um, but uh, and then Kevin Pollak and Daryl Hannah are in this too. It's just it's just so funny, and, and basically the movie revolves around these two guys, and this new lady moves to town, and Margaret, and then they kind of like who's gonna get her, who's gonna win her heart over, and kind of follows that, and then they have to try to say decide if they're gonna be friends again and all this stuff. But oh, it's so funny! It's such a good movie. Um, I think a lot of people, especially not from Minnesota, but I I, I understand why they would think there's ice fishing scenes in this movie, <laughs> and that they're pretty accurate on what ice fishing is. <laughs> like they, they got it down. Like, you I mean, people just sit in these little sheds on ice all day and just put a, uh, the thing in the hole and just wait. Yeah. That's ice fishing. And, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And I don't know. There's a, uh, I just love okay. that, you know, Max, the Max character and, uh, and John, they just try to one up each other and they're trying to, pull pranks on each other and it's just hilarious Walter Matthau is one of the funniest guys out there or was I should say and uh yeah it's a good movie you you said you've seen Grumpy Old Man I have I don't think I have seen it oh my god Jim it, you would love it it's freaking hilarious <laughs> it's, it's it's really funny um there was a sequel a couple of years later called Grumpier Old Men see what they did there mm-hmm. see they just did the get it yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Got it. Um, but that takes place in the summer, so I couldn't put that on this list, Jim. Um, but it's basically the same movie that just add another character. Um, the um, the guy who wrote the screenplay for this movie, Mark Steven Johnson, was actually a film student at Winona State University, which is in Minnesota, um, while he wrote it, when he wrote it. So um, that's probably why it's pretty accurate to what – Minnesotans are like. <laughs> he kind of knows. <laughs> he kind of he, he kind of knew right away how to write for them. Um, ben, yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, that's all I got really on it. Didn't yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> you think you can take me? Come on. All right, 1937, Jack Lemon. And Walter Matthau. Believe me, this man is a menace. He's always drinking, starting fights. Isn't that right? They're both grumpy old men. Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head and swallow? <laughs> Idiot. Eat my shorts. So? So what? But after 50 years... What? ...of fighting over nothing... What? What? So? What? They finally found something. Ooh. Oh my God! Moldy, worth fighting for. 
see, women get obsessed with me. It's like one of them fatal attraction things. I'm too dirty for my shirts. Too Jack Lemmon, your cat crapped on my steps again. Yeah, who says you can't train a cat? Walter Matthau. Why would a woman come over at 1.30 in the morning to see you? Just why do you think, bonehead? Oh, my God. And Margaret. John, when was the last time you made love? October 4th, 1978. Grumpy old men. <laughs> If I knew there was a nude scene in this picture, I would have asked for another million. All right, so uh, you told me you already said my number one, Jim. But before yes, we sir. get to your number one, what are some honorable mentions? Well, I bumped Thirty Days of Night off of my list. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. Good, good poll though. That's a good movie. I, I mean, I love that movie, but we've talked about it before. Yeah. It's one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. So I was okay with bumping it off my list to put on Out Cold. That's fine. Yeah. But I love that movie. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. Yes. The Hateful Eight. Yeah, that's a winter the Revenant. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, The, the Revenant. Revenant. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Um, Mighty Ducks, and I didn't put on my list, and Miracle, I didn't put on mm-hmm. my list, and Mystery Alaska. I didn't put any hockey movies <laughs> on my list. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like all oh. of them, though. I love all those movies. I actually was more of a Mighty Ducks 2 guy. I had that movie. Oh, yeah. I love that Knuckle movie. Puck. Yeah. Yeah, Knuckle Puck time. Um uh, ski School, which is a uh, – not a lot of people have probably seen it. It's a pretty funny movie. Um, cool Runnings, which yeah, – mm-hmm. Jim, you know I love Cool Runnings. Um, the Thing – so I knocked – see, I didn't put two – Oh, The Thing. Two different uh, Kurt Russell movies, and I didn't put them on my list. Are you surprised? Yeah, I am. But yeah. The Thing is – that's a great pick, man. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that was a hard one to leave off. And I actually – when we were – decided to do this topic i like i had because i own that movie i grabbed it and i have it set to watch i haven't watched it yet i'm like i gotta rewatch that movie it's such so good um uh let's see here dumb and dumber i put on there because i'm like is it technically or is it just in aspen it's just snowing we don't know what time of year it is so (laughs) um uh uh, murder on the orient express which is one of my uh Mm -hmm. favorites and i love the remake um it's pretty good uh I bet this this one might be on your list. So I'm not gonna say it. And then um, Iron Will. Well, do you remember the movie Iron Will? No. Okay, it's about dog sled uh, racing, and um, it's from the late 1800s. Or it takes place all in. Uh, they shot it all in Duluth, actually. A lot of it in Duluth and in Minnesota. Oh. It just didn't put it on. That's cool info, but it's not that I didn't like it that much, so I didn't put it. <laughs> on there um and then you mentioned the shining it did uh jim in film class did you ever have to watch nanuka the north no <laughs> I, just, I i thought for sure you would have I, so I put it on there as a joke but it's basically like one of the first ever documentaries from like the 20s and it just follows okay. this inuit named nanuk and his family and shows how the inuits live and uh it's it's stupid it's not it's not really on my list i'm joking but okay. uh, <laughs> but yeah what do you got for your number one so the cool thing about this list is we talked about a lot of movies that we don't ever talk about. Yeah. And my number one we've never mentioned on the show, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, wow. It's 1996, and the movie is Beautiful Girls. Oh, wow. That's a good Have you seen Beautiful Girls? Once. One time. 
Oh my god, I love this movie so much. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, okay. Just I'll go watch, watch this movie. This movie's so awesome. So, um, it's a romantic comedy drama. I still say it's like a coming of age movie for adults. Mm-hmm. It's it was directed by Ted Demi, who did Blow, and written by Scott Rosenberg, who most recently wrote Venom. Um, so he was doing the, Blow when he wrote Venom. Yes. Right. So the the roster in this is Matt Dillon. Lauren Holly, Timothy Hutton, Rosie O'Donnell, Martha Plimpton, who is in Goonies, Natalie Portman, Michael Rappaport, Mir Sorvino, and Uma Thurman. Wow. Such it's a good pretty cast. Strong, yeah. pretty, pretty strong cast. That's a strong um, 1996 cast. Like, you can't totally. ask for more. Than but, that. like, <laughs> Timothy Hutton is still, like, extremely relevant. I mean, yes. he was in House of Haunted Hill, and he, he, was, he blew the doors oh, off of it. So good. Speaking, um, sorry, uh, they they're going to do another show, but it's not going to be like a sequel of that. Yeah, it's like yeah, I can't wait. It's like yeah. an anthology series, which is good it's, because we talked about how like that was the perfect story. So please do not make a continuation of it. <laughs> so yes, okay, continue. and it was yes, I mean, yes, and Natalie Portman is brilliant in it, and she's like twelve years old. Right, Jeez. it was like probably after she did the professional. It was like she's like that young. Hmm. Uh, so it's about a guy named Willie Conway who goes home for his high school class reunion in Knights Ridge, Minnesota. And it, that threw me off because I always, for some reason, thought this movie took place in uh, Minnesota. Or not, did I say it's Knights Ma- Ridge, Massachusetts? Yeah, it's Massachusetts, yeah. yes. I always thought it was Minnesota. Right. But it was shot in Minnesota. That's so weird. Yeah, I just, but it was supposed to be in Massachusetts. So okay. anyway, he is uh, at this crossroads in his life. He can't decide if he should marry his girlfriend. And uh, he's also a professional piano player, and he doesn't know if he should quit doing that and become a salesman. So he's having, like, this internal struggle. But he's going back for his class reunion, so he's an adult at this point. And all of his friends are adults, but everybody's still living their life like they're in high school when he goes back home. Okay. All right. So over the course of the film, uh, he spends time with his friends. And by the end, they all kind of discover what they want after they go through a bunch of ups and downs. So the the screenwriter, Rosenberg, was uh, living in his hometown of Massachusetts, waiting to see if Disney would use his script for Con Air, which they ended up using, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said it was the worst winter ever in a small hometown. Snowplows were coming by, and I was just tired of writing these movies with people getting shot and killed. So I said, there's more going on in my hometown with my friends dealing with the fact that they cannot deal with turning 30 or with commitment. And all that became beautiful girls. So all these characters were really wrapped up into people he knew hmm. in his hometown. Interesting. Um, everybody went to Minneapolis to film. The, they lived together for two or three weeks so that they could bond. It took place, and you may know these areas outside of Minneapolis. It's um, Edina yep. and Marine on Saint Clair and Saint, Stillwater. Saint, yeah, Saint Croix, Saint. which is a, a river that basically separates uh, Minnesota and. Wisconsin and Stillwater is okay. on the Minnesota side. Uh, Stillwater is a beautiful town. Anyone who ever wants to come for a nice romantic evening with their significant other, I suggest Stillwater. And no, they're not paying me, but it's a beautiful place. It's one of those towns that's filled with bed and breakfasts. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's on the St. Croix River. But yeah, um, that's cool that they filmed there. That's some beautiful plot spots there. And uh, so Rosenberg also co-produced and co-wrote a show, a TV show, in 2007, 2008, called October Road. Hmm. And I barely remember it being on, but I didn't know that it was 
loosely based on the events following Beautiful Girls. I did not and know. And how the friends reacted and how his friends reacted to a movie about their lives. Interesting. That's pretty Yeah, cool. so both Beautiful Girls and October Road take place in the fictional town of Massachusetts, Nice Ridge, and have similar characters, jobs, and plot lines. Cool. So it's just it's an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. The interaction between the characters is great. Rosie O'Donnell has this amazing monologue about beautiful girls. I mean, that's what it's all about because Michael Rappaport has this thing for models, and he has models all over his walls and stuff. And they're at a like a CVS drugstore, and Rosie O'Donnell has this five minute rant about models and beautiful girls and men liking girls in magazines, and it's pretty much spot on. And then. Uh, there's this really cool interaction between Natalie Portman, who's like the the little girl next door to where his dad, Timothy Hutton's dad lives when he goes home mm-hmm. and he gets to bond with this girl, but she's like way ahead of her time. She's really like an old soul. I think she says she calls herself an old soul. She's really smart and way ahead of her age. And they just have some really cool interactions and she has some really cool lines with him. It's funny cause it's, it's like a 12 year old girl teaching a 30 year old man how to grow up. It's essentially what what her character is. Nice. Um, and there's ice fishing. So what else? There do you, you need? go. It's fun. It's fun. Ice fishing's fun. Uh, good pick, Jim. That's a good. I have to rewatch that. You're right. That is. That's you have a good to. Movie. Yeah. You have to, man. And watching it now, as an adult, like more the age of these guys in the movie, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate it. It's really good. Nice. Good. Oh, all right, Jim. That was a fun. That was a fun topic. Fun list. That was. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple people write in, um, uh, so I want to mention their lists. Um, Zach wrote uh, Vertical Limit. Remember that one? No. With Chris O'Donnell. I remember seeing that in the theater. It's so suspenseful because they're just hanging on a cliff the whole time. <laughs> Ice climbing, remember? Uh, Snowball Express. I don't know if I know that one. Um, then he mentioned Groundhog Day is Shining and Grumpy Old Men. Uh, Tony wrote in Grumpy Old Man, Die Hard 2, Batman Returns, which is yep. a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. It's, yes. Hot Tub Time Machine, and he had Out Cold on his list as well. Nice. Yes. Uh, Mike wrote in Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Grand P- Budapest Hotel, which I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Wes Anderson? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great one. And then Dutch... Trading Places, which Dutch. Dutch is a good one. Dutch, yes. that's a great one too. He had Trading Places, which I consider a Christmas Just movie did. as well. And then he had Die Hard 2. And then my brother, uh, Jason, uh, wrote in. And he would write, he wrote, <laughs> he, he sent me, uh, he would send me one pick and then like, I'd have to wait for five more minutes to get his next pick. Like, my brother's <laughs> It's like, just send them all at once. Um, he had Running Scared. Uh, Day After Tomorrow, Snow Day, Die Hard 2, and he had Empire Strikes Back on his list as well. So, nice. Yeah, um, yeah, that was it was a fun that was a fun list. It's just uh, now I now I hope that we've done this movie, this topic, Jim. Now I hope the the gods of winter are are happy and we can move on from this winter. Do you think? That was the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We appease the gods. Uh, where can everyone uh, find us and talk to us, Jim? Duluth, Minnesota. Yes, my and address Cleveland, is. Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Two, Briar. Um, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, Jim needs help moving soon, so. Um, <laughs> There'll I, be donuts in the morning, I'll, and I'll buy pizza. Yes, and I'll be moving the body and pillows. 
I don't even, I'm not doing books or for heavy furniture. So screw that noise. Um, <laughs> no, we're on all the social medias, right, Jim? The all of, yeah, oh, Bumble, yeah, all of them, Bumble and uh, Bumble, J Date, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Friendster. Uh, <laughs> we're not on Snapchat. No, we be. no, no, because we're not. Uh, no, no, Jim, we're not sick. Okay. I'm sorry, I offended you. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm kidding. Anyway, where else are we on? Uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, yes, Spotify, Gmail, Gmail, yes, Tom and Jim's yep. top five at gmail dot com. That yep. says, and yep. Jim, did I see you post something on Instagram? I did. Look at you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're. A, yep. You're a swell guy. Now, to be fair, it's your Facebook post that you texted to me. It's still effort. It's still effort. I just put it on Instagram. <laughs> it's, it's like ordering in food, but thinking, well, I didn't handle dinner. No, you handled it. You, Thank you. You ordered it in. It's giving me a lot more credit than I deserve. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it off air, what I really think of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, good stuff, Jim. Well, let's get the heck out of here. Um I'm going to call you back in uh, five uh, wintry minutes. How how long is that in a normal minute? It's freaking long because winter lasts forever here. I'm not waiting up all night, Tom. Okay, I'll call you back in five normal minutes. Okay. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. And listen, I sit back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance, caress the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly, when I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it, you better gain weight. You better hit bullseye, the kid don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Got the hook while my DJ revolves it. Continue to A1A. Girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis. Rock men lovers, driving Lamborghinis. Jealous, cause I'm out getting mine. Shade with the gauge and vanilla with the nine. Ready for the chumps on the wall. The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball. Gunshots ranged out like a bell. I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells. Falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked. Police on the scene, you know what I mean? They pass me up, could run it all the dope means. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it.
lyrical poet. Miami's on the scene, just in case you didn't know it. My town that created all the face sound. Enough to shake and kick holes in the ground. Cause my style's like a chemical spill. Feasible rhymes you can vision and feel. Conducted and formed, this is a hell of a concept. We make it hype, and you want us to print this. Shape plays on a fade, slice like a ninja, cut like a razor blade so fast. Other DJs say, damn, a rhyme was a drug, I'd sell it by the gram. Keep my composure when it's time to get loose. Magnetized by the mic while I kick my juice. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while DJ revolves it. Get out of here. Word to your mother. Ice.